Greetings and welcome to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we talk with your favorite LGBTQ authors. So I'm Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Ann Shade. Hey, Ann. Hey, how are you, Anita? I am really well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good for a Monday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Only four more days to go. (laughs) I know, I know. Mondays are definitely not my favorite day. So, uh, so Anne, tell us about yes. tell us about your book called Femtales. Well, Femtales is a ser- it's a trilogy of um, remakes of fairy tales of some of my favorite fairy tales, um, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Cinderella, and Sleeping Beauty, um, and the main characters for each story um, are best friends. So all the stories interconnect in some way, shape, or form. So it's somewhat of a trilogy slash series. <laughs> That's so cool. That is so cool. And when did that come out? That came out in 2020? Yes, last year. Okay. All right. January of 20, uh, March of 2020. Oh, March of 2020, right at the start yes. of the pandemic. Exactly. My The day that everything shut down was supposed to be the day of my book release event. <laughs> oh no way yes what was that? i literally Friday three o'clock 13th? that afternoon yeah yep, yep. That yeah that great. afternoon i had to three o'clock i was emailing and and posting and, and letting people know it's it's canceled <laughs> oh boy that was a friday the 13th for you for sure yes right? yes oh bummer <laughs> but i gotta tell you i loved that book i absolutely thank loved you it. yeah it was so clever it really was um and i liked how all the stories intertwined um you know thank you it was great so where'd you come up with that idea like how did you you know where'd that come well i've always i've always liked retellings of fairy tales Uh um especially modern ones but i never saw any that represented myself um I, i know they redid the cinderella with brandy and whitney houston but that still didn't quite hit home for me. Okay. Um, and especially for the queer community, um, as a bisexual woman, I wanted to also represent the queer community as well as African-American um, women. Okay. And that's where I came up with that. And there are three of my favorite stories, um, Beauty and the Beast. Um, I, I wanted to tell it and I wanted to tell each one in a way where you still had a hint of the original fairy tale, mm-hmm. but there were, I think I, I won't say happier moments than in the fairy tale because <laughs> um, Beauty and the Beast was pretty dark. Yeah. Um, the same with uh, Sleeping Beauty. If you read the original Sleeping Beauty, she didn't get kissed awakened. Oh. So but I didn't want to represent that. She she was she was violently awakened. So oh. it was not a very good. Yeah. Um, and then with Cinderella, I wanted to make sure that the character that represented Cinderella um, was stronger. She wasn't, you know, meek and and her wasn't being abused by a, you know, evil stepmother. Um, she was a strong woman who had to deal with a somewhat evil stepfather, mm-hmm. um, but not in the way that Cinderella did. So uh, that's that's where I came up with those. Awesome. So are you one of the princesses? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I do write a bit of myself into each of my characters, but for this one, I don't think any of the characters actually have a little bit of me in them at all. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. So um, you recently had your second book, which is a yes. full-length novel released, right? Yes, um, yes. So tell us all about, it's called Masquerade, right? Yes. Masquerade is a historical um, romantic novel that takes place during the Harlem Renaissance, uh, 1925. And it's uh, two characters. There's Celine Montre, who is a um, New Orleans Creole debutante. Um, who's moved to Harlem because of a, a scandal that she gets wrapped up in. Mm-hmm. And um, Dinah Hampton, who um, is a nurse by day and a um, chorus girl by night um, <laughs> and works for a um, gangster who also hires her out for private events. Oh, she's um, busy. Yes, but just as a dancer, she doesn't get hired out for anything else other than that. Okay. Because right. he's secretly in love with her and doesn't want to, you know, do that to her. Ooh, okay, <laughs> there you go. There's your twist. <laughs> well, no, there's more than that. There's other twists. Believe me, there's also a gangster. So Philly, um, Philly is her name. Um, and she she comes in and sort of makes trouble for pretty much all of them. <laughs> uh, okay. Wow, that sounds great. I haven't read that Thank yet. You. Now that did that just come out? That came out in on uh, February 1st. Okay, so that's pretty recently. Yes, yes. Awesome. And um, do you have uh, anything in the works? Anything? Um, I there is a recent I did a short story for an anthology um, uh, for Lesfic Eclectic. Um, I also did a short story for um, a um, anthology that Bullshow Books is putting out on in June, um, and it's called "In Our Words: Stories from from the BIPOC Community." Oh, and yeah, I did yeah. see that. That looks really great. Thank you. And I had a big hand in that. I I picked the stories for them, so I'm really proud of that. Being able to give some new writers, um, uh, you know, a place in 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 a book and have their their words get out there to the public so that we can see diversity that there is. And it's it's very diverse, very diverse stories, very diverse uh, writers that are, are doing it for them. And then I have it coming out in the fall. Um, it's Lotus. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's been so long. I can't remember my own book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine. <laughs> oh, Love and Lotus Blossoms. Okay. Yes, yes. And it's pretty much a coming of age slash uh, coming out slash, um, I guess, middle age story. Um, it's a woman who who it's what go- we're going through her life. And it's it's pretty much uh, a lot of my uh, history of where I grew up and things like that are, are in that story. So I, I guess it's it's not it started out as sort of a autobiography mm-hmm. but then the character took a life of her own and wanted her own story yeah, they so do that. yeah <laughs> so the only similarity is where we both grew up <laughs> okay and where did you grow up um in montclair new jersey oh, um by I... way of chicago <laughs> okay i have some very good friends who live in montclair oh okay well yeah. good yeah awesome it's a great little town Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's changed quite a bit since I was there, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything has, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, 
Masquerade, right, is yes. it's a historical romance. Um, mm-hmm. So did you have to do like a lot of research and, and like, yes, what did you do for that? Um, I brought several books. Um, I did a lot of online research, reading articles of that time, reading stories from people of that era, um, reading autobiographies of some of the um, some of the you know jazz musician and writers of that time. Um, I also you know I wanted to visit the Schomburg Museum, mm-hmm. which is in Harlem. Yeah, they have a very you know very intense um, library of all the things that you could ever want to find out about uh, history of New York and history in Harlem. Um, and first, you have to have a New York library card, and I don't live in New York, so. Uh. <laughs> So I did a lot of uh, online research um, for that as well and, and tried to find um, anything that the Schomburg may have put out publicly that I could find. Uh, I'm surprised the New York Library doesn't have reciprocity with some other state, you know, um, since it's so large. Yeah, you can you can you can get a library card, I think, if you're out of state. But it's like a, it doesn't cover like because if you had a regular library card from New York, you can go to all the museums pretty i mean all the libraries within new york so schoenberg would have been a is a part of their museum i mean part of their library okay all righty so um is that was that the cotton club was that in new york or was that in chicago yes no that was in new york okay yes all right so the sepia the the sepia girls is what they would call the dancers from the the chorus girls from the cotton club really um because you had to they they had to be a certain skin tone. Yeah. And they would hold up a paper bag next to the girl and that's the skin tone they would have to be. So they were the sepia dancers. No way, really. Yeah, a brown paper bag. They had to pretty much they couldn't be any darker than a brown paper bag. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. So so and how does it feel to be a published author? It feels awesome. Um I self-published uh, in my other life, <laughs> um, when I used to write um, heterosexual romances, oh. um, I self-published three three books um, in my under my call it my government name, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it's it, it's so much easier being with a publishing company and a publishing house, especially one like Bold Stroke Books, and it's more like a family. And to be able to grow and to learn um, as I'm, you know, doing my writing um, and be able to get my work out there without the stress of, of, you know, trying to pay for it myself and trying to market myself and trying to do everything myself yeah. um, is is such a, a relief. <laughs> that is a huge undertaking to self-publish. Yes. Like you're... You're editing, you're copywriting, you're doing the cover and promoting. Exactly. And whoa, that that's like ten jobs in one. Exactly, and and in a way, it kind of helped me, especially with the covers, because the the cover for Femtales was actually my photography, um, and the same with Masquerade. Um, so cool. it it kind of helped me. It it I taught myself, you know, some photography just so I could try and get by and do what I could without having to pay for licensing fees on, you know, stock photos and things like that. Yeah. 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 Those fees can be pretty high. Yeah. Really high. 
Um, wow, that's awesome. That's really great. Thank you. I picked up a skill along the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, like, has your life changed since becoming public? Yes. Yeah? Yes, it has. has um, um, I, I feel more confident in my writing. Um, I feel validated. So because of that, my writing has changed in the way, like I, I read one of my own books that I've written previously mm -hmm. and I'm actually, because I did um, self-publish under Anne Shade, one book um, and it was called Deepest Desire. And I'm actually rewriting it to be renewed on, under Bold Stroke Books under a different title. Um, but I read the original and I'm like, wow, <laughs> I've grown so much. There is so much more that I could add to this now that I wouldn't have thought to add back at that when I first, you know, self-published it. That's and so there's, there's so much more meat and so much more heart and so much more soul that I could put into it now that I didn't have back then. Because one, I had stressed myself out back then because I was trying to release it during um, I wanted to have it released by Pride Month, mm -hmm. and and it was like January, and I was only halfway through it. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, so it's a lot shorter um, than I had really wanted it to be, and uh, it was a lot shorter than I really wanted it to be, and it it wasn't as good as I thought it could be. That's, that's so great that you can look back and s just see the growth that you've, you know, had in, in your your writing career. That's really awesome. Yeah, and I love being able to do that. And, and Bolshoi Books, is, you know, has given me the opportunity to be able to do that, um, you know, to learn from that and to grow with that. Yeah. So how long ago did you self-publish that? That was back in, I think, 2009. Okay, so when I first self-published it, and then I redid it and brought it back in 2014. Okay, so not that long ago then, really. No, 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 no. Wow. That's that's great that you really uh, perfected your craft in that short time. You know. <laughs> so, um, do you do writing? In I'm assuming that for most bold strokes um, or most LGBT authors, this is like not a full-time job. Um, do you, do you do other things besides write and, and is it related to writing? Uh, I know this isn't my full-time job. I'm hoping to one day it will be. <laughs> but nice, nice. Until then um, I'm an administrative assistant. I was doing um, meeting and banquet management Mm -hmm. But it took so much of my time um, because I also have my own wedding planning business, oh wedding event planning business. So I needed a job that would allow me to have my nights and weekends free to, you know, run my business mm -hmm. um, and then also be able to do my writing. Yeah. Um, because those are the two things that I'm hoping to be able to do full time because um, they're my passions. Well, so, um, but I'm, I'm an administrative assistant during, by, by day <laughs> Wow! So, and by night I'm making people's wedding dreams come true and writing romance. <laughs> have you seen that show on, uh, uh, is it on HGTV? It's called marriage or mortgage mortgage. Yes. I was just talking about that with someone the other day. Wow. I just watched that and I, and I only watched the episodes, uh, one had, um, 
two older women and yes. another had two younger women. I, I they were watch. adorable. They were. They were adorable. They were. <laughs> Uh, and and I won't I won't ruin it for the listeners and tell them what they chose, but um, <laughs> it was great. And and I haven't watched any of the the same sex couple uh, episodes. So, um, but yeah, that's a great show. That's a fun show. Yeah, it is. It is. I thought it was interesting because in my mind, even as a wedding planner, my mind is saying pick mortgage. <laughs> I mean. It's a house. To see that in. Well, it's a house. It's an investment <laughs> in your future, and <laughs> I mean, I'd be happy if they would have picked, you know, wedding. But my mind, common sense to me says, pick the mortgage. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose you know you could make a case that a wedding is an investment in your future, right? I, and it's funny enough. I realized that after watching the series from from the couples that did pick wedding, uh-huh. because. I thought that was perfect for those couples. Yeah. You know, they, they, they had plenty of time to get houses. They had to get a house. They didn't have to rush into it. Yeah. Um, there was, I think only one couple where I thought you're crazy. You should have got the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's a good show. I like it. So, so, um, you know, speaking of your careers, um, <laughs> I have read that you wanted to play football for the Bears. <laughs> and was that like always a lifelong ambition of yours or, you know? When I was a little girl, um, I think I was about, I, I think maybe in second, third grade or something like that, um, the the town was having tryouts for um, the little, like the little league football, uh-huh. a peewee football. And I had been playing football with my cousins cause I have a lot of male cousins. Uh-huh. <laughs> and during the holidays, I was out there running around. I was a tomboy growing up and running around tackling and throwing. I was, I was a great quarterback. I was a really good quarterback back then. Awesome. And I said, I, I just knew I was going to be the first female quarterback for the for the Chicago bears. That was going to be, that was like my dream. Cool. And it was squashed when I wanted to try out for the football um, team. And first the coach said, um, you have to ask your mother. who <laughs> 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 usually don't have girls. You have to ask your mother. And I asked my mother and I, I adore my mother. I love my mother, but she's very much, she literally went to charm school when she was younger. Oh. So she's very much a lady, okay. All right. <laughs> you know, with the big church hats, the beautiful suit, she's very much a lady. Oh, yeah. So for one of her, one of her, you know, six daughters, she has six. Wow. <laughs> yes. Six daughters and one boy. Uh, one of her six daughters to turn around and say, I want to play football <laughs> was not quite the dream she had in mind. She I should have been playing with dolls. <laughs> You would think, you know, after six of them. Yeah. Where where do you fall in line? I am daughter number five. Wow. All right. So right <laughs> smack in the middle, kind of? Yeah. 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 Uh, Somewhat. Yeah. Where's the son? Where's he fall in line? Of course, he's the baby. Ah, okay. The only boy and he's the baby. Okay. All right. <laughs> Spoiled much? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I can't say anything. I'm the youngest of seven, so 
Oh, see? So you know where he is in that 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 little family dynamic. I do, I do. <laughs> I, I have five brothers, so, yeah. Ah. Uh. Okay. Wow, so um, you you never played for the Bears, never played Kiwi. No, no. I did, on, I think, did you play? I did play, yes. I thought so. Tell us yes. about that. I did eventually get to play. Um, I, I was watching the started watching the lingerie football league um, and was like, Oh my God, women playing football. And I'm thinking, wow, this, first of all, they're barely dressed and they're still tackling like regular football players. And you could see like whatever makeup they used to hide the bruises was coming off, you know, and they had to go fix it during halftime. (laughs) But I, I started looking up, you know, about the teams. I just wanted to see, you know, any information about the teams. I wasn't interested in like playing. I just wanted to see who the teams were. Mm-hmm. And I Googled women's football. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came up was the New York Sharks Women's Professional Football League football team. And I said, what? There's a football team for women tackle football in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so my thinking was, I want to go to a game. And at the time I was working with the trainer, getting in shape, just, you know, cause I'm, I'm very big. I love working out and he had to be a football coach. Oh, and I had mentioned it to him. He said, Oh, why don't you try out? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm 42 years old. I don't need to be trying out for football. Wait, you didn't try out till you were 42. I was 42. Yes. Holy 42 God. years old. So, I ended up trying out um, to my own surprise and made the team and I played for two years. Um, And the only reason I stopped playing is because unfortunately at the time with women's football, you had to pay to play. You did not get paid. Okay. Yeah. So, and fees could range up to like a thousand dollars a season. Oh boy. And that's just for the regular season. If you, if your team ends up going into playoffs. Yeah then you still have, you have more additional money. So after a while, if you don't have sponsors, um, it starts adding up. The fees start adding up. So I couldn't really afford, and not many of my family were as supportive as I thought they'd be. So I didn't have the sponsorship I had hoped I would. Um, So, but it was the two years I played was awesome. The the last year that the first year was, you know, kind of iffy because I was still learning the process and, I wasn't that great. The last year, I really, I ended up getting most improved player by the end of the season. Um, I really Good dedicated myself. Yeah, I, I wanted to because I thought I'd be playing another season, um, but it just didn't work out that way. I, I I figured I had at least two more seasons in me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is really, like, kudos to you for Thank you. trying out at 42 and being <laughs> such, like, you must have been in, like, superb shape to, you know, make that team. Not superb shape, but I think I was in, for my age, I was in pretty good shape. Um, I've always tried to stay fit. Um, but to happen to have a fitness trainer that was also a football coach kind of helped. Yeah. Um, because he helped me get ready, you know, for the tryouts. Yeah. Um, ironically, I wasn't the oldest person on the team. Um, the oldest person on the team was 50. Wow. And she'd been playing for at least 10 or so years. Get out of town. 
Yeah, yeah. So, and she was actually my mentor. It's, so, yeah. Wow, it's amazing because on the men's teams, they don't play that long at all. No, yeah. no, yeah. no. We women will we put our bodies on the line for this game, and I think even more so than men. And for anyone to say that a woman can't play football or shouldn't, or can't play against a man, they need to talk to some of these male players who have seen these women play mm-hmm. and have said, wow, she could go against me, up against me. You know, even our coach at the time, who was a, a former Steelers player, um, was like, you guys <laughs> don't play. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. Are, yeah. are the Sharks, like, is that league still in, in action? The or? league is, the Sharks are no longer there. Um, she, the owner finally retired um, because it was just, after so many years, because she actually started the team, she played back, and this was back in the 70s into 80s. She um, was the owner for a while, and it just, the profit just wasn't there after a while. Um, So she sold the team, so now they're the New York Wolves. So, or Long Island Wolves, Long Island Wolves, I think. Okay. Um, But they're out of Long Island now, but they still, they still play, and there's a whole league. Wow, that's great. I'm going to have to look them up and uh, Yes, definitely, definitely. So have you ever thought about writing like a novel like centered around your experience playing with them? Um, I thought about it, but the character just hasn't come to me yet. Okay. Um, I write from what ca- what comes to me. You know, I my characters tell me yeah. when they're ready for stories, yeah. Yeah. Um, whether it's in a dream or if something kind of clicks if I'm watching something or if I'm somewhere or even the name, if someone's name, you know, I see an interesting name, um, it, you know, and the character will start developing within my head. Um, but no one's come to me for that yet. <laughs> okay. All right. Good. Well, I hope, I hope someone comes to you. I do too. That Cause I, great. I, I have the background, so it's not like it's not something I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That would be a great story. I, I could see that really selling well. Um, so, so did you have like a nickname, a football nickname? Uh, yes. Um, it, it originally started as Big Les, but then the whole Les thing kind of threw people off, okay. <laughs> especially a, a, a team full of women football players. Um, and then it turned into Big Liz by accident because my coach thought I said Liz. Uh, okay. So I ended up being Big Liz for two seasons. <laughs> okay. All right, Big Liz. And the only reason it was big because there was another woman on the team named Leslie as well. Okay. And she was smaller. So I just figured big Les, little Les. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Still here. All righty. So um, you talked a little bit about your family and um, are they supportive of your, you know, writing work and um, have they read your books? Uh, they're supportive. Um, some family have read them, um, but not many. Okay, so you're <laughs> they're supportive. They're sisters. supportive. It's just it's just not their cup of tea. All right. So your sisters don't read their, your books. No. Okay. No. All right. No. All right. Were they? Um, are they kind of similar to your mom, like um, that charm school kind of girl? <laughs> Um, well, 
they're they're not all, most of them are i mean high heels and and you know stylish clothes and everything while i'm fine in a pair of converses and some jeans okay. um but you know they'll also put on the converses and jeans and everything when eat so we they've got a little bit of a both okay. but they, yeah they're a lot more mom you know with the makeup and and the hair being done and all that mm-hmm. so yeah so um and do you have a muse and like um do you have a particular writing routine um, I don't have a muse. Um, my muse is whatever characters come to me. Okay. Um, and writing routine, I don't have a routine. I'm sort of loosey goosey with it. Okay. Um, I I write. I get up. You know, if I'm up early in the morning, since my office is right across from my bedroom, I just <laughs> if I can't sleep, I'll just get up and come in and start writing. So I'll write for hopefully about like, you know, an hour or two in the morning, um, go about my day. And since we've been working from home for the past year, um, my work load has not really been that heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I spend a lot more time writing than I did prior to the pandemic. Um, so I, I try and spend at least three hours a day that's trying a, to write That's a lot. during the week, yeah. during the week on the weekends. Um, I, I started a little craft business and I work on that on the weekends. Wow, you're busy, huh? Yeah, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep busy. <laughs> <laughs> the craft business came around from the pandemic, so. <laughs> ah, okay, all right. So, um, have you like uh, read any of your reviews for Femtales or Masquerade? Yes, I have. I have. How long um, have they been? They've been they've been good. I I haven't I don't have any complaints. Um, awesome. They they people seem to like it. Um, I don't have as many reviews as I like. You know, I don't think I don't know if people don't post as you know reviews that much anymore. Um, but the reviews that I am getting um, are good. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Great. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. There's a couple uh, forums on like social media where they post uh, reviews. Um, uh, I can't think of what the, 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 I know the one is, uh, lay reviewer. Um, yes, they've reviewed my, my work and they've, both books have gotten good reviews from them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. The lesbian reviewer or something. Yeah. Lesbian review. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I've been fortunate enough to, to get reviewed by them. What I try and do once my book releases, I send, um, emails, I try and contact them and submit my my books for review oh that's great great. yeah great idea i'm very and i think that's another thing that i picked up from being self-published is i know how to market myself yeah so even though bullshit books is doing you know what they do Mm -hmm. i also feel it's important for the author to market themselves as well to make themselves personable and make themselves accessible to their fans yeah um yeah so Great idea. So speaking of making yourself accessible to your fans, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great segue. Um, do you plan to go to the various conferences for um, LGBTQ, um, you know, authors and readers? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been attending all, most of the virtual events for the past year. Okay. Um, I, I just did um, Les. I just did the Clexicon. Um, this past Friday. Yeah. How um, was that? It was good. It was good. It was my first Clexicon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I missed that. I uh, yeah, couldn't make it, but yeah. 
And then we had Bolstro Books has a bookathon coming up this weekend. Yes. Um, so I'll be too. doing that. Um, um, I'll be a part of the um, gold, golden, um, the uh, yeah, golden, gold crown literary. Yeah. Golden um, crown literary society. Yeah. That's this summer. Yeah. yeah. And I also, um, my book was nominated for, um, Femtales was nominated for erotic fiction for Lambda Literary. So I'm a finalist for that. So, <laughs> wow, that yeah, is awesome. Yeah. yeah, that I'm very, if it's that's exciting. Just the nomination alone was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And then I'll be doing Women's Week and uh, yeah, Women's Week as well. Okay. Hopefully, it'll be live this year, um, yeah. but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what that looks like. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. That's great. That's great. Have you ever you. Um, been to P-Town before? Yeah, that was actually, I went 2019. That was my first um, appearance. And it was my first Bold Stroke Books, you know, being introduced under Bold Stroke Books. Yeah. And it was the last time I went on vacation anywhere. Oh, bummer. <laughs> I guess that's a great place to go. If you yeah, to go. that was a good that was a good ending to yeah. <laughs> to the world coming to an end. But yeah, how about it? Huh? It would be a great way to restart it again too. Yeah, yeah, how about it? Really, yeah, a beginning and an end. Yeah. So, um, well, we look forward to seeing you around. Thank um, you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, maybe I'll run into you one of these days. Um, Hope so. Yeah. So. So, Ann, um, yes. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell us one thing about yourself that no one else knows. Hmm. Well, I used to want to be a Broadway singer. Really? Yes. I absolutely loved musicals and watching Fred Astaire and... Gene Kelly was like, I knew I was going to marry him when I grew up. And <laughs> wow. That's so, and, and it was either a Broadway or jazz singer. Um, Billie Holiday was like, you know, my dream. I, I, I used to sing, you know, be 10 years old singing Billie Holiday songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so, so cool. Do you, yeah. have, do you have a good voice? Um, I used to. I don't, you know, because I don't use it as often, I'd say it's okay. Uh, okay. My right. other half would say, "Please don't sing all the time." But oh my god, my wife tells me that all the time. You don't need to sing every song. Oh, she just tells me I can't sing. Just stop. <laughs> I, I I don't think I sound that bad. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. A Broadway singer, huh? So yeah. were you like in chorus and stuff? In no, no, okay. no. <laughs> I just, my father, my parents had a singing group really? back when we were younger. Yes. Oh, cool. um, so they used to do a lot of stylistics covers. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So back then, uh, and I used to watch them sit in the doorway of the living room while they practiced in the living room. Oh. And so my dad was really, was a really a huge music fan and, and he kind of instilled that in me. So he, his taste in music ranged from Broadway to country to rock to R&B. He listened to everything. 
Well, so they were, you know, yeah. So he would let me listen to his music, you know, when I would go visit him um, during the summers. And I just, I just wanted to do that. I just, I wanted to sing. Um, and I even tried out for a singing group um, yeah. in high school, but didn't quite make it. <laughs> oh, bummer, bummer, bummer. Wow. All right. So there's still time. You can still pursue that, that Broadway singing career. I'll stick with writing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe maybe uh, a character will come to you that is a Broadway singer, and you know. Well, I do. I am working on something um, with a songbird in it. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. That's really great. So, Thank you. Can't wait to see that. <laughs> um. So, uh, do you like to hear from your readers, Anne? Yes. Yes, I do. Right. Um, I'm happy to hear from them. Well, how would uh, your readers and our listeners contact you? What's the best way? Through social media? Or? Uh, through social media. You can find me on Instagram um, under Anne Shade Romance. You can find me on Facebook under Anne Shade Romance. You can find me on Twitter um, under Anne Shade 3, because I guess Anne Shade 1 and 2 were already taken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't let me change it to Anne Shade Romance. So. Oh, <laughs> and you can email me. I'm happy to give my email. It's annshaderomance at gmail.com. And I also have a website, annshaderomance.com. Excellent. So, yeah, wow. you can find me everywhere. Yeah, you are everywhere. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, you know, and and you need to be everywhere. Really. Yes. Yep, you know that. Yes. Yeah. So um, we look forward to uh, In Our Words that's coming out in June. Yes. Yeah, that's exciting. That's going to be great. Um, so and we'll be doing a reading from that uh, this weekend for the Bullstroke Books event. Oh, wonderful. So this Saturday, yeah. So great, if great. anyone, you know, if anyone wants to hear some of the um, authors doing readings from from the in our words anthology. Um, be sure to register for the Bowstroke Books Bookathon. And and what day are you doing your reading? Uh, doing the reading on Saturday. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. London time, and 5 a.m. the next day, Sydney time. Okay, great, <laughs> great. Yeah, you and you have to just uh, a note that you have to um, register for each um, hourly yes. event. Uh, just, yes. you know, a note to our listeners that if you're going to, you know, listen in, you have to sign up for each event. So um, yes. be sure to do that. That's this coming weekend. Uh, yep. I believe it starts Friday night around six ish Eastern time. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Excellent. And it's bowstrokebooks.com uh, backslash bookathon zero four two one. Great, great. Looking forward to uh, listening to you. That'd be great. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, that's about all the time we have for today. Um, thank you so much for having me. Hey, thank you, Ann Shade, for you know taking the time to, to talk with us. It was really enjoyable. Um, I really, really am looking forward to um, In Our Words and um, and Masquerade. Um, as a matter of fact, I haven't read that one. Um, Get to reading. Yeah, I know, I know. So many books, so little time. I know. <laughs> so, well, thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you, Anne. 
Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah. So this is uh, Anita Kelly. And thanks for joining. Let's talk about books, baby. And until next time, may your journey be lighthearted. Peace be plenty and be safe, folks.